Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the Magic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You are a leader. Therefore, you have control over you, your brand, and sort of the the atmosphere of your classroom. No matter what's going on outside of it, you do control the culture. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. I am so grateful that you're here with me today. I know your time and your brain space is so precious. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today. Every single day when I get up and I go to work, no matter where it is, if it's here in my home office, if I'm working at a school, if I'm leading a workshop, if I'm working one-on-one with my coaching clients, or I'm working within my Facebook communities for um, the Out the Door by Four or Burned In Teacher Tribe, you are who I always come back to. So if you ever think to yourself, no one ever pays attention to me or I'm invisible, I see you. I'm here for you. This entire podcast was created with you in mind. I know what it's like to be in that stage zero of burnout, you know, being feeling so isolated and frustrated with your situation, not knowing why you're doing what you're doing and where you want to go. So if you haven't joined the Burned In Teacher Facebook community, it's totally free. You've got to come join us. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher and request to join. There are hundreds of teachers there ready and willing to serve you and help you. If you go in with a mindset of seeking support, sharing your story, and keeping an open mind for all of the possibilities that you have to change your situation and get out of that burnout you are going to thrive in this community and therefore thrive outside of the community in your everyday work. That is so extremely important. If we have not met before, my name is Amber Harper. I'm the creator of this podcast and I taught for 12 years in the classroom full time. And eventually after I started burnedinteacher.com, I had to make a choice. So if you haven't heard my story, definitely go back to episode zero and episode one and listen to why it is that I started Burned In Teacher in the first place and why it is that I had to eventually choose to continue Burned In Teacher or leave Burned In Teacher behind and continue teaching in the classroom. It ultimately came down to me having to make a choice. I had to respect what I was saying to teachers about balance and harmony and family and you know quality time living this life that we should love, not one that we should just get through to the end of the week or make it through to spring break or Christmas break or summer, you know, one that we don't dread. We're actually going to talk about this today. I told you at the beginning here, you are my people. And if you listened to any of last month's episodes, um, we are now in the month of October and we're going to be switching gears. Last month, we talked all about beginning where you are. So really 
figuring out what brought you to this place, who your people are, and what your core values are. And if you haven't listened to those, I want you to go back to episode 41, where I start to unpack what burned in means. And that's what this season is all about, unpacking burned in teacher, unpacking stories that relate to these incredible eight steps that will carry you out of burnout. But not carry you all the way. You, of course, have to take some action. So go back to listen to episode 41, 42, 43, if you, and 44, if you are interested in learning more about beginning where you are. I've also got a freebie attached. So if you haven't downloaded the free chapter of my Burned In Teacher Training ebook, go to burnedinteacher.com slash begin, and you can get your free chapter. Because this month in October there's a new freebie, and you've probably already guessed it. It's chapter two of my ebook. Now, you don't get to use the um, the reflections at the end of each chapter like you do in the ebook, but you can just digest everything that I'm going to tell you today. You can digest it with this chapter two and really internalize it, highlight, take notes, things like that, so that you can begin to take action on understanding your teacher brand. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash understand and download your free chapter today. Okay, so let's get started with the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode, which is understand your teacher brand. What we have to do if we're going to get ourselves out of burnout is we really need to brand ourselves in a way that projects positivity and gratitude. Now, don't shut this episode off. I know, especially you burned and over at teachers, you're like, what? I cannot be positive. There's too much negativity around me. Just hold on for a moment and and hear me out, okay? This is not going to be a long episode, but it is going to be very, very juicy. This is juicy meat and potatoes, okay? <laughs> All right, so when I first started to really pay attention to my reality back in 2014, I read the book Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Now, And it's a very thick book. And honestly, I didn't read the entire thing because a little bit of it became irrelevant to me in my specific situation. I felt like I got the um, the main gist of what it was that he was saying. And trust me, I really got it because I really implemented what he had taught me in the book. Simply by changing your habitual vocabulary, the word you consistently use to describe the emotions in your life, you can instantaneously change how you think how you feel, and how you live. And now this really builds nicely off of one of my favorite quotes by, and I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna say this wrong, Lao Tzu. Okay, I think this is like an ancient proverb, right? Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. The way that we behave, the things that we think, the things that we say really do determine our future because it determines how we view things. It determines our mindset and our beliefs and why we were put on this earth. With that being said, I want to talk about, first of all, what is a personal brand? Now, fortunately and unfortunately, if you Google personal brand, a lot of it really has to do with social media marketing and who you want to become known as. Um, as a YouTuber or as an Instagram influencer, okay? Now, that is, bo- I don't know. It's it's kind of, I, I get it. 
and it does match what, you know, I'm going to talk to you today about personal brand, but in the same sense, it doesn't. Um, your personal brand is really comes down to, for me, how you take care of yourself, what you say, and how you behave. That's your personal brand. How you dress, how you take care of your hair, how you um, take care of your family, your house. It's uh, what you say, things that actually come out of your mouth or things that you say with your body language. And how you behave, the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself, the way you treat your belongings. That's your personal brand in a nutshell. We could definitely go deeper into what it is. Now, I also want to say this. When I say how you dress and how you take care of your hair and how you present yourself that way, I'm not going to get into this, you know, belief that we're going to keep up with the Joneses here. That's not what taking care of yourself is. It's about showing pride in yourself. You know, you can be you, you can do you and be yourself, but it's not about trying to keep up with the trendiest, hippest teacher in your school or that person on Instagram that you actually look to as an influencer, okay? There is a difference between, you know, looking at someone as a mentor, someone who you want to model yourself model yourself after, and that person that you are constantly seeing in your life, you know, both virtually and, you know, in 3D causing anxiety, feeling like you have to keep up with them. There's a clear difference there. So I want you to identify that if that's something that's happening in your life. Um, It can be as simple as an unfollow or you distancing yourself from that person if they are doing nothing but making you feel like you're not enough. If they are not inspiring you to do better and be better, they are not a good mentor for you. Okay. And now we are going to talk about your top five here in this episode But that's a little later. Okay, so now that you know what personal brand is, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the education piece of this, right? We, of course, are people. We have a personal brand. Uh, That could be our personal brand outside of education. But we also have a teacher brand, okay? A teacher brand is similar to a personal brand, but we're going to really kind of narrow and zoom this in on how it affects our reputation as a teacher, okay? It is your people, It is your presentation. It is your goals. That is your teacher brand, okay? It's about your people. So um, last month, we talked about beginning where you are, identifying your people. So if you, again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode 41 where I unpack begin where you are. It, It is about your people. It's about how you present yourself in your classroom. Again, going back to personal brand versus teacher brand, you've got to think about your people, who you want to impact the most and how you're impacting them daily. What sort of influence are you having on them? So here's what I wanna ask you, all right? When you turn the corner in your school and you happen upon a group of people talking, do they scatter or are they excited to welcome you into the conversation? Before a school meeting or collaboration, are you the quote unquote last picked to sit with? Are people excited to be around you? And and I'm not asking you this to make you feel bad. And it's really certainly not most important for me that I am the first pick to sit with. What I'm asking you to think about is how have you projected your brand to your fellow colleagues and administration in the past? Because that's going to show with their reactions to you. You see, brands are based on repeated patterns of interaction with you. And if you have been consistently negative, if you have been consistently um, someone who does not show interest in new ideas, welcoming new people, 
welcoming challenging students, welcoming challenges. If you have met those head on with negativity, then their reactions to you are going to be less than pleasant back. However, if you have in the past been someone who welcomes challenges, and I'm not saying that you're saying yes to everything, you're not being a people pleaser, but you have a consistent, positive, pleasant demeanor, even in the face of challenges that you seek solutions rather than venting. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Then you're going to have different reactions from people when you walk around the corner or if someone else is upset, okay? Judgments and brand are not the same thing. All right, I'm gonna say that again. Judgments and teacher brands or personal brands are not the same thing. Brands are based on repeated patterns of interaction. People can predict how you're going to behave. They're going to predict what you're going to say. They can make predictions on your reactions to things based on those past patterns that you have shown. The good news is here is that you can change your brand, okay? I want you to imagine uh, Miley Cyrus. How many different brands has she had over the years since, you know, 2000, what, 2006, right? Okay, my daughter is 18 when she used to watch Hannah Montana. That is a totally different brand than Miley Cyrus circa 2013. Am I right? All right. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. (laughs) Okay. You can change your brand. In fact, Target went through a huge rebranding. Products that we use, restaurants that we visit, they are brands as well. Okay. So if you've only ever thought about brands as shoes, cereal, whatnot, people have brands too. They can definitely change if they notice that their sales are going down. So I guess the that sort of vision of what your personal brand is and how you can change that as a teacher, that's possible as well. You can rebrand yourself. So if a company is rebranding itself because its sales are going down, you can rebrand yourself if you notice that people's interest in interacting with you is going down. Again, this is not a popularity contest. This isn't about keeping up with the Joneses. It's about projecting positivity and gratitude to the world for all that we really have because we really have a lot to be grateful for. Now, I also said that brands are different than judgments. So a judgment is based on a chance encounter, okay? So for example, imagine the way that you present yourself at school versus the way you present yourself, say, at um, the grocery store on an early Sunday morning. I can tell you, if you met me there versus meeting me at a workshop, you would have two different judgments of me, my friends. (laughs) The fact is, is I don't present myself at an early morning visit to the grocery store on a Sunday as I do to a workshop. But I can tell you, I consistently look more like what I do at a workshop and present myself there more consistently than the way that I present myself at the grocery store on an early Sunday morning. (laughs) So if that helps you to understand the difference, we can then move on to how it is that we can change our brand or begin building our brand as a teacher who projects positivity and gratitude. And of course, the fact that that you can still have goals as a teacher, okay? Believe it or not. And let me just get one thing straight here. If you're saying I'm just a teacher, I don't need a brand, I want you to stop using that language. Stop using that word just. It's not a necessary word. It is a word of defeat, okay? I'm just a teacher. You are a leader, You are the CEO of your classroom. Now, again, I don't want to see the eyes rolling, okay? You are a leader. Therefore, 
you have control over you, your brand, and sort of the the atmosphere of your classroom. No matter what's going on outside of it, you do control the culture of your classroom. I want you to think about teachers that students love and why they love them. It's because they have taken control over their classroom culture. They've taken control over their brand and they have projected it with no shame. If after today's episode, you're wanting more, check out this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie at burnedinteacher.com slash understand. In it, I break down what it means to understand your teacher brand because Burned In is an eight-step acronym. B stands for begin where you are. U stands for understand your teacher brand. R is reflect on your challenges. N is nurture your strengths. E is extend your reach and possibilities. D is determine your long-term goals. I is initiate lasting change. N is never settle. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash understand to get this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie, chapter two of my ebook, Burned In Teacher Training, Eight Steps to Go from Surviving to Thriving in Education. Enjoy the chapter, take action, and burn on. Let's move on to what it is that you can do to begin building a teacher brand or rebrand yourself as an educator. So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to create a personal mission statement. Now, last month when we talked about beginning where you are, I asked you to think of your core values, okay? Mine are compassion and empowerment. I hope to project those core values on you every single week when you tune into the podcast or you interact with me personally, or, you know, I'm lucky enough to work with you and your school for a burned teacher workshop or Google related workshops, whatever. I want to empower people to take action. All right. I want to show compassion for their struggles and their challenges because I've been there. I'm still there. I still have challenges every day. So I want to show compassion for those challenges. A personal mission statement is pretty simple if you allow it to be. It's simply what you do, why you do it, and how you do it. So it might sound something like this. If you're a kindergarten teacher, it might be, I create confident leaders in my students by teaching them ways to think for themselves, make decisions with independence, and choose kindness because their future depends on it. Your core values there, you're just interjecting your core values into your mission statement. So Uh, Maybe this kindergarten teacher's words of core values were confident, independence, or kindness. So mine is, I encourage teacher self-empowerment by showing compassion to educators struggling with teacher burnout by empowering them with the knowledge, skills, and tools they need to take the next best steps in their careers and life in order to be happier, more fulfilled human beings. Now, yours can be any number of different statements that match your personality, your goals, and the reason that you're doing what you're doing. The next thing I'm going to challenge you to do is to really dive into an analysis of how people describe you versus how you want people to describe you. With this step, I want you to write down up to 10 adjectives that you want people to use to describe you. This could be personally, professionally, in any way. What are up to 10 adjectives? And hey, you know what? There are no rules. You can have more than 10 if you'd like. In my experience, people have trouble coming up with 10, (laughs) okay? So just write them down. Just do a brain dump of all of the words. You can even do a Google search. And then here's the tough part. 
you've got to compare that to how they're actually describing you. So I've had some teachers create a Google form and send it out to their entire staff. I've had principals do this as well. And or it could just be a, a candid conversation. You sit down with a couple of your colleagues, your principal, and just say, hey, I'm working on my teacher brand. I need your opinion. How would you describe me on a normal day? What are you know three, five, ten words you would use to describe me? And if your words are frustrated, stressed, frantic, um, anxious, scarcity, <laughs> okay, if people are using those words to describe you, then you know that you have some work to do because I doubt that that's exactly the words you want people to use when you come to mind. Because you know, a brand is what people say, think, and believe about you when you're not around. This is again, this is different than gossip, but it's it's really about how you have behaved in the past and what what patterns you have shown in the past. Because really, you may not like this, but your brand is whatever people say it is. All right, it's not what you want it to be. It is what people say it is. And the good news is here, like I said earlier, you can change it if you don't like what it is now. Now, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to think about what I call your top five. Now, Jim Rohn has a really popular quote. You are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. And it is so extremely true. Now, when you think about the five people that you are around with the most at school, there are incidental relationships that we have, ones that we don't choose, like our team teachers or our co-teachers, teachers that are down the hall from us. We cannot control that typically. We typically can't control who our administrators are, right? Unless you decide to make the choice to leave. But there are also intentional relationships, Just because people teach down the hall from us does not mean that we are married to having a professional relationship with them that extends beyond our need to collaborate. We can choose who we go to for advice, who we choose as a mentor. We can choose who we hang around with outside of school. You do not have to feel obligated to hang out with people who do not inspire you to be and do better outside of school. You're not a bad person for being polite at school, being professional, and saying no thank you to hanging out outside of school if they are not someone who lifts you up, makes you feel confident, or who helps your blood pressure to go down if you are having a particularly rough go of things with a student or another colleague or a parent or, you know, the myriad of reasons that teachers are frustrated on a day-to-day basis. Your top five should be people who consistently offer you support and solutions for your struggles. They inspire you. They make you laugh. They make you want to come to work every day and not because they are swimming in a sea of negativity with you. They are people who are building their own boat and they are floating on top, if not putting a motor on the back of this thing and getting the heck out of this ocean. (laughs) All right. You've got to break away from those toxic people. It's not a choice. You have to build a wall between you in a respective way, in a respectful way, rather, that shows, again, you are a professional and that you can work with people who are not like you or maybe even don't like you. I've, I've been in those situations before. You are, again, projecting positivity and gratitude for the opportunity to work, okay, and to work with kids and to inspire the future generations. But that that's where that ends, that you are going to be associated with people who are also positive 
and grateful. So you may be asking, I have this circle of friends who they make me laugh, but not in a way that serves me or my people. Gosh, sever seems like a word that that might be a little harsh. But when you are, um, let's say, evaporating the, the line of connection between you and those that negative group of teachers, um, you know, the teachers that hang out in the teacher's lounge and consistently gripe and moan about how terrible things are and how they're never going to get better. And if the government would do this or if those parents wouldn't do this and all of that, you know, garbage that's not going to change anything. You just simply don't show up in the same places. And when they ask why, just tell them, I'm really sorry. I'm just I'm very busy working on some things with my class. You know, I made the conscious decision when I first started teaching that I wasn't going to hang out in the teacher's lounge. I had heard the nightmare stories of how teachers talk and behave. Um, Those are definitely not the people that I wanted my brand to be associated with. And at that point, I didn't even know what a brand was, you know, when it came to, you know, personal or teacher brand. But I'm so glad I didn't because, number one, I decided that I was going to go to school to work. It was my job. I was getting paid to be there. Therefore, I was going to work during the times that I was allowed the time and the space to get my work done. People knew it wasn't personal. I was very pleasant, very positive in, in other places in the building when I was around. But they also knew that, you know, Amber eats lunch in her room while she works. And and that's not being disrespectful of other people um, and other relationships. What it was respecting was me and my time and uh, the fact that I wasn't going to sit around and listen to people be miserable. I was going to listen to some calming music get, you know, important work done so that at the end of the day, I could go home and be with my family. So before we jump into your main tips and takeaways and what action steps I want you to take today, I want you to know the difference between what a teacher brand is and what a teacher brand is not. Teacher brand gives your people a mental image of your teaching when you aren't there to witness it. When they're not around, they could predict what the culture of your classroom is by the way you behave outside of it and the way you talk about your people when they aren't there. There's a mind bender, right? People know what kind of teacher you are based on how you talk about your people, your students, your colleagues, your school, your profession when you aren't there or when they aren't there to see you in action, all right? It makes your teaching more memorable and recognizable, You know, there is a quote out there also that says, you know, people, this is Maya Angelou, people will forget what you told them. They will forget what um, you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And gosh, isn't that a great summarization of what a teacher brand is? It's how you make people feel when you are around them and how they predict that you would make your students feel when they aren't there to see it. It differentiates your teaching from other educators. This is your teaching special sauce, all right? And again, this is not comparing who's a better teacher, am I enough, am I not as good? That's not what this is about. It's about what makes you, you. Here's what a teacher brand isn't. It isn't pressure to be the best and seeking gold stars of affirmation. All right, this is not about being a perfect best teacher. This isn't about winning awards. It's about just doing your thing every day and doing it well and with passion and gratitude. It isn't a competition. It's a journey. So stop the negative self-talk. Move forward with your brand with no shame. It isn't about being Pinterest worthy or hashtag teachers of Instagram. That's not what this is about. This is about being there for your people. 
it's not about becoming someone you're not to impress people you don't like in a place you hate being. You know, something that has come to mind in the past few weeks as I've been working with more and more teachers and schools is, you know, there are two types of shame. There's the shame of a stage zero of burnout when you feel so miserable, so alone, so isolated, so frustrated that you're ashamed to talk to anybody about it because you don't want to be negative. All right. That's one type of shame. There's also another kind of shame. When teachers are at a stage five or four of burn in, if you know what I'm talking about, it's it's the success roadmap for, for my teachers I work with. There's a shame sometimes around being empowered, being activated, being focused, being proud of your journey. Some people get to that point and they're ashamed because nobody else is feeling that way. They're all down in stage zero, stage one, where they're frustrated and negative. And you're at stage four or five thinking, yeah, I got this. I I beat this for right now. You know, I'm, I know where I'm going. I know my goals. I know my story. I know my mission. And you're almost ashamed to share your excitement and your passion and your pride for where you are in your career. Teacher brand is about wearing that pride out loud. It's about sharing how excited you are to be in education. I know how popular it is to talk about how miserable teaching is. It's almost like if you say, I love my job. People look at you like you have three heads. Don't be ashamed. There are two sides of shame. Don't be either of them. Be proud of your teaching brand. Be proud of your people. Be proud of your profession. That all comes back to your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs, your character about what it is to be a teacher in today's world. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write a personal mission statement. I want you to write down who you serve, what you do to serve them, and why. Interject your core values into that personal mission statement. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to think about how people describe you. Have a tough, scary conversation with some people. You know, even go to those people that maybe shy away from you and say, hey, I'm working on my teacher brand. And they might, their ears might perk up. They might say, what is a teacher brand? (laughs) Then you can tell them. All right, we can start a movement here. And the last thing is, is I want you to think about who you hang around with the most. Do they inspire you? Do they empower you? Do they activate you to make necessary changes so that you can be a happier and more fulfilled human being? That's what I want you to do this week. Now, next week, I am so excited to introduce you to my one-on-one teaching client. Her name is Lisa, and she is going to share with you actions that she took to take control over her workload. She is a burned and unbalanced teacher. And what's interesting about her story is that we start talking about the differences in how she ran and managed her classroom and all that she has to do as a second language teacher, how much it changed her teacher brand, how she thinks, feels, and behaves on the daily, and how it has changed her outlook of her career in education. When we first started working together, she didn't know how much longer she was going to last. And now she voxes me at least once or twice a week and tells me, how big of an impact our time together has had on not just her day-to-day workload, but her vision for herself. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. So make sure you tune in next Monday, same time, same place. I'll see you then. Burn on. 
If after today's episode, you're wanting more, check out this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie at burnedinteacher.com slash understand. In it, I break down what it means to understand your teacher brand because Burned In is an eight-step acronym. B stands for begin where you are. U stands for understand your teacher brand. R is reflect on your challenges. N is nurture your strengths. E is extend your reach and possibilities. D is determine your long-term goals. I is initiate lasting change. N is never settle. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash understand to get this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie, chapter two of my ebook, Burned In Teacher Training, Eight Steps to Go from Surviving to Thriving in Education. Enjoy the chapter, take action, and burn on. Did you know you can tell Siri to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher podcast? Simply say, hey Siri, subscribe to the Burned In Teacher podcast, and boom, you're done. That way you never miss a new Burned In Teacher podcast episode. Okay, one more thing. After you subscribe, please scroll down until you see some stars, tap on the star you feel reflects your rating of the BIT podcast, and leave a review that shares your thoughts or feelings about the show. I love giving Burned In Teacher listeners shout outs and sharing the love. So jump in there, take two minutes to subscribe, leave a rating and review to let me know what you think. Thanks so much.